Hello and welcome to HearthCast, a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. Coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking about expressions everyone should know, content gating by Blizzard, and how friends make all the difference. So hey, Freckleface. Hey, Root. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. You know that Shaman I talked about boosting to 100? Yes. Now she's 110. Grats. Very excited. I, you have uh, been my pocket healer a couple times with, yeah. with that Shaman. Yeah, I've been enjoying so. healing. Sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it's boring. There's hardly ever any middle ground. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Either healing a lot or you hardly have anything to do. Well, we did time walking, so there wasn't a lot to do in time walking. Have we done regular no. dungeons with her yet? Yeah. We but, did? But normal, not heroic or anything. Right. Yeah. Well, we need to step it up. I know. Well, grats on 110. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I did that just through doing the invasions. You know, I went on that website, uh, warcraft.io. Oh, I always go to legioninvasiontimer.com or something like that. If you Google that phrase, it's the first one that comes up. Yeah, that's one I always go to and let you know when the next invasion is. It was really weird doing those with you because you couldn't actually go on the invasion. You could just do the do no, the invasion. No, I could do, do the ones that are on the map. But you couldn't go up to the, the ship. I, I never got a quest to do the four, so I didn't have anything to turn in after that. Yeah, so weird. I couldn't do the scenario. Yeah. Which is kind of strange, you know, because if they scaled that part down to me, why not the rest? Yeah. I don't understand it. But between that and just doing a few dungeons, I didn't do any quests. It was actually kind of nice because, you know, I don't think I can deal with some of the storylines again. You couldn't? Why not? No, I just, I just don't want to deal with it again. I don't. I don't like reading the same story over again twice yeah. or four times. Well, that's alts for you, though. If you're going to be leveling yeah. alts, you're going to be questing. If you're going to be questing with those alts, it's the same story. Actually, I did quest a little bit in High Mountain. I got the quest where I get Moosey. So he's on my back. I rescued Moosey. Oh, yeah. I ain't giving him back. <laughs> you quested with him. We were doing something. You had that. That's a baby, right? Yeah. It's like a baby on your back. I'm like, why is there? What is going on? <laughs> you still have Moosey? Yeah. <laughs> He's just not going to turn the quest in. No, I'm not. <laughs> I can't have to. <laughs> that was like, I was one of the people who never turned the quest in when you had the, the staff of that dude. Oh, yeah, the archmage. Yeah, and then they turned off. it into a toy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll turn the baby into a toy. <laughs> it's only a certain part of High Mountain, so it's not like everywhere. Still. Still, whenever I go there, yeah. there's a baby. And I used to drop that visage of that guy like in weird places because other people could see him. You just like drop them there and people are like, what? <laughs> what is this? What's going on? Uh, other than that, kind of a slow week. Been playing some Hearthstone, trying to make sure I get my quest done every day. Mm-hmm. Making some decks, especially for that. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really had time for HOTS lately. So, I don't know. That's about it for my week. How about you? I am absolutely loving Argus. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hated it. I hated one aspect of it when it first came out, and that was you can't fly. No, doesn't bother me at all. I got through the quest bit we had when it first came out, the seven point three, when it first launched. In about an hour or so, I was done with the quest line, and at first, I was taken aback by it. I was like, "But, but I I want to do more." And then I kind of realized, hey, wait a minute, I can go bring my alt and go through the same content and get everybody caught up. And then it kind of dawned on me, and I have a theory about this. My theory is that Christy Golden 
who we know now works for Blizzard and we know is now working with the storylines, my theory is that she is dictating content release because we're getting a chapter at a time. And it's enough to do, to digest, and to reflect on. There is another incredible moment in this latest, uh, as of last Tuesday, bit of content that we have. So we had that one we talked about in the previous episode about people spoiling and, you know, having an entire uh, forum group just lose their minds because someone was spoiling it. This one, although it's not as uh, pivotal, it is a wickedly cool moment. Absolutely wickedly cool. To the point where Blizzard needs to find a way to allow people to experience it again. It is that epic. The structure was similar with uh, the Broken Shore. As far as uh, dripping out the content? Yeah. This is a little different. We'll talk about the content gating coming up here. I have been, I was doing better at it with Hearthstone. I was playing my daily quest every day and getting them knocked out. I kind of, for some reason, kind of fell off the boat on that one. So I need to pick that back up. Because like you, I was building my decks to knock my quest out and was having, having fun with it. And just need to get back into that routine. But you and I did, we did uh, some time walking dungeons. And that was fun. We did that with a couple different people where we'd already finished ours out and we helped them finish their quest. And then I ended up helping another friend finish her quest later on. So we got a lot of fun. It's been a really fun, interesting week in the Blizzard universe. And hey, folks, we've redesigned our Patreon rewards. Find out more at the end of this episode or go visit patreon.com slash EIPS. And we hope that you like what we'll be doing. Now, Freck Wow, like many other games, tends to have its own player-created vernacular, its own sayings, its own figures of speech. There are terms and words that we use in game that have a different meaning in real life than they do in game. And we kind of assume that everybody in game knows what we mean when we say these things. But as I found out the other night, that is an assumption you should not make. Let me set the scene for you. Finishing up running some dungeons with a friend of mine. And they say, oh, I need to repair all my gear. And they were sitting in the middle of Argus after they poured it out of the dungeon. And so I naturally said, well, just summon your, your tundra. And got the repairing on the tundra. Uh, they had no tundra, which amazed me, and it shouldn't have, but it did. So I said, no big deal. I'm not too far from you. I'll port over and uh, I will bring my Tundra to you and you can repair. As I am galloping on my Tundra, do Tundras gallop? Sure. Okay. As I'm galloping on my Tundra towards them, I aggroed a bunch of other mobs. As you do. As as I am oft to do, (laughs) because I'm not want to do that. It's just oft to do. No, you are want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do it. You are want to do it. I thought that meant I wanted to. No, it's Uh, W-O-N-T. Right. I thought it meant like it's something I like to do. You have a tendency to do it. Oh, darn. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that English term to me. Hey, bonus tip. Bonus tip. (laughs) So as I want and oft to do, (laughs) as as I'm getting close to them, we were in Discord and I said, hey, I'm bringing friends. 
and she said, oh, cool. Do, do I need to invite her to the party? Are they going to join us in Discord? And I said, no, no I, I mean. No, I mean, no, no. I'm bringing them. We're just going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're ads. I'm bringing I'm, Okay. This is what that means. And uh, it was interesting. I'm like, you've never heard that term before. She goes, no, I guess not. I'm like, okay, well, that's what that means. When someone says they're bringing friends, they're bringing friends. That's pretty easy to take for granted, I think. It is. Yeah. Or like when someone asks for cookies. In World of Warcraft, if somebody's asking for cookies, they're not asking for cookies. They're asking for hellstones from a warlock. I feel bad, too, because if someone were to go, I don't know what that means. Let me look at what that means. And they were to Google Warcraft cookies. They're going to get a recipe for Warcraft yeah. cookies. Yeah, because they're, oh, they're delicious. Like tutorials yeah. and. This is how you make a hearthstone swirl. <laughs> <laughs> Warlocks didn't have a, a couple of them, like uh, drop a closet. Ever heard that term? Drop a closet. Oh, yeah. It's our summoning portal that we can summon people with as a warlock. Drop a closet. Okay. What I heard in my guild, which I thought was kind of funny, was set us up the noms, which is a reference back to set us up the bombs, which is an old uh, game mistranslation. But set us up the noms, meaning put out a uh, table, food table for us. Noms. Set us up the noms. Oh, okay. Now, there are some other generic terms that people should know, like wipe. If you're not a gamer and you hear someone saying wipe, what do you think they're talking about? Uh, something you shouldn't be talking about. Or clean up the mess. You know, yeah. you wipe up a mess, and that's pretty much what you're doing on a wipe. You're, you're, getting, you're just wiping out. You're cleaning it up. We talked about ads, additional. That's when you hear a lot of. Sometimes people don't understand that. Or pads. Yeah. Which is like ads, but it's ones that you didn't see because they were walking around. They're walking around. Watch that pat. It's someone on patrol. They're patrolling around. So that's the pat in patrol. You ever heard someone say like, let's just Leroy this thing. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like YOLO. Yeah, very much like YOLO. Yeah. And it harkens back to Leroy Jenkins. Very popular internet meme based on the world of Warcraft. Totally set up, by the way. But anyhow. So as players, we hear these, these terms, and we kind of take them for granted a lot of times that everybody should just know them. And the person that I use that term with, bringing friends, has been playing WoW much longer than I have, by at least three months, which is a long time in WoW. By the way, Frank, do you know how you can tell if somebody has been playing WoW since vanilla? How's that? They'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I think we made that joke on here before. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. worth making again. <laughs> but we asked all of you for some terms you felt everyone should know. And here's what a few of you had to say. Travis says making things interesting, which is pulling additional mob packs because reasons. Jing said, oh, stuff, which means you just pulled the boss. Robbie says, Necro, to bring up a topic that is long dead. Crazy Eights says, Train the Blue, which means to show Blizzard how we really play their game. Tariah says, Scrape me off the floor, to mean, I'd like a res, please. H.E. Grawl says, Don't stand in the fire, even though we aren't always talking about fire. Just means, don't stand in the bad stuff that's going to hurt you. Cristilla says, Learn the meta. Now, meta, frag, as you know, means player decisions based on the most advanced current knowledge of the game, which allow them to succeed at the highest level of play. 
In other words, current tactics and strategies that take advantage of the current state of game mechanics. And those change. More often than not, something will change. Blizzard will make a tweak to a character, and now the meta changes. So you want people to learn the meta. So this means play to the best ability that we can play. There's a lot of different places where you might have a set of phrases like this, whether at with your family, at work, friends group, and WoW is no different. No, it's not. You said that it, it, it harkened back to something that we say in, in my household, which is all the other same way. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of means whatever your decision is doesn't really matter to me. Like, if I asked you where you wanted to go out for lunch, if you wanted to go to Chinese or Mexican, and you said, well, I don't know, what do you think? And I would say, all the other same way. So your decision doesn't affect what I want to do. I'd rather do it with you. Wherever we go is cool with me. Oh, okay. So whatever your decision sense. is, is cool with me. All the other same way. I know this isn't the best example, but it's the one that first came to mind. But in my family, we use the phrase hatred and discontent a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the reason why is uh, my brother was getting ready to go on a mission trip for a few months to Africa. And uh, he had been uh, receiving, you know, funding from various places. You know, so people have come together to support him on this. And uh, he was just kind of making small talk and uh, said to an older ge- gentleman, yeah, no turning back now. I've got to go through with it. And the guy said, yeah, there'd be a lot of hatred and discontent if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Those phrases just stick, don't they? they? Do. Don't they? <laughs> We have another one which uh, in our family, which is um, uh, packing a blender. So packing stuff into a blender or packing no, a blender? No, like up? packing a blender to bring it with you somewhere. <laughs> okay. So you've known me long enough to know that I tend to hear things differently. Than oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own filter. <laughs> and one day my daughter was getting ready to go to camp and I thought she said she was packing the blender to take with her to camp. <laughs> And so I, I asked her, but I'm like, you're packing the blender? And she looked at me like, like, why on earth would I pack a blender? And I'm like, you're the one who's packing the blender. And so now it's been like, anytime we go somewhere, is are we going to pack the blender? So Was it like blending makeup or blending brush? I have no idea. It probably, Teenage I, maybe, girl is probably a blending brush or something. Could have been. I yeah. don't know. But I, I heard her <laughs> packing the blender and that's a thing now. Kind of like our podcast and the poop emoticon for you. Oh, I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Don't. Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't. Oh, you hope I, would. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's uh, bad enough that those pajamas are like the most comfortable pajamas <laughs> I've ever had. I, know. I noticed in your last Twitter picture when you had the cat uh, or dog, was, was dog, it a, yeah. a dog in your lap? You had the poop pajamas on. <laughs> Very comfortable. What what did your relatives think about the poop pajamas? Uh, my mom asked me if it was her she kiss, and I said <laughs> no. And I said it was a white elephant gift. Ah, which it was a gift I did not want. <laughs> but it's a poopmas gift. I know that, but how do you explain that to your mom? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. How would you explain it to your mom? What's a white elephant us? gift? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's the explanation to avoid the conversation with your mom. <laughs> it's not really explaining it so much as providing a explanation why I was wearing these. 
bottom line, folks, if you don't understand something that is said in your guild or on a raid team or anywhere else, ask. And if you don't want to ask what it means, Google it. But be aware that if you Google something like set us up the noms, you may not find an answer because I have not heard that little phrase anywhere else but that guild. Yeah, it could be something that's pretty universal among WoW players or something that's specific to that guild or even that group of people. Yeah, and it it could have been something like they brought because that guild were family members and they brought some little family saying in there and it's not going to be anywhere on the internet. So don't be afraid to ask if you don't know and maybe you can add your own little colloquialisms to your guild. folks a real easy way you can show your support for the show here is by going to hearthcast.com forward slash amazon that'll take you straight over to amazon's page and anything you purchase we get a little kickback for it's a way that you can show your love by simply doing what you always do and that's buying from the trusted source in amazon so thanks a lot that url again is hearthcast.com forward slash amazon So, Frank, I told you when I got to Argus, there was something that kind of bugged me. What bugged you? So, I get through the available quest line, and it ends with a 16-hour order hall mission. So, come back tomorrow, basically. Yeah. And I'm not ready to come back tomorrow. I'm I'm on a head of steam. I'm ready to go. I want to do more stuff. I don't want to wait. I can't do anything else until that order hall mission is done. And that content gating bothered me at first. Now I kind of liked it because I was like, well, I guess I'll go bring my alt through all this kind of stuff. And it has given me the time to do that. But I was very put off by it at first. It felt like the story was going, the story was progressing, the story was engaging. And now yes, stop. I didn't feel it was at a natural stopping point when that mission happened. And the beauty of it is right after that 16-hour mission, or yeah, after that 16-hour mission, you get another 16-hour mission. That's what you have to look forward to, Frack. But it made me think of the ways that Blizzard has gated content throughout the years. And we're not going to cover all of them. We're just going to kind of highlight some of the ways they've done this. One of their go-to gating systems is time. And they use it in a number of different ways. Like when you buy an expansion, for anywhere between 20 to 50 or $60. Usually about 60 yeah. You don't get the entire expansion that day you buy the expansion. Well, you do, but you don't have complete access to it. You can't go buy that expansion and jump into a raid if you're buying it on release day. You buy the expansion, you have access to the initial content, but that raid is some two, three, four weeks away. And then for some wings aren't going to be open. Some bosses won't be available. So they, they continue to time gate that out. You know, what else they've been doing is uh, ever since they added work orders, they've yeah. been using that as a way to kind of slow you down. Slows you down. There's a work order that, you know, you have to send your guy out to go, you know, I don't know, collect a rock. It's going to take him 16 hours or more. Or two days. There's some missions that go for two days. As long as I've been playing, I really think I should be at the point where I have all the cooking recipes. For oh, example. true. And yeah. I don't. Because I keep having to send off stuff to Nami. Oh, it takes yeah. forever to bring it back. And then 
There's a chance that he brings back a recipe, a chance that he doesn't. Yeah, you were complaining about that the other night. You, you didn't get anything. No, I didn't. Yeah. I had like 19 orders out. I got them all back. Nothing. I need to check mine because I, I, I maxed it out. He maxes out at what, 21? I think, I think I it's 21. Know. But I maxed them out the other day and I need, I need to go check on them. And sometimes I get recipes and sometimes I get really good food and then other times I get a bunch of burnt items. He's getting a little better. I get like the rank two burned items now. Nice. I still think Actually, he's the real. edible. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, some of them are. They're just slightly burnt food. I think he's still the, the true end boss, as we uh, talked about a while back. Order hall missions, we've kind of mentioned those. And those harken back to Absolutely, what, yeah. when we first got our order halls. You just have, you wait, sometimes up to two days. Yeah, you're at your class hall campaign usually requires you to do several different missions that take at least two hours. And they, they kind of tease you because your very first mission is like instant. Yeah. You're like, oh. It's two minutes. Yeah, like, like okay. This is easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one gets four days. You're like, what? Oh. <laughs> and the same with your, your upgrades that you get for your, your class hall upgrades. That little tree that you have to fill out, make the decisions sure. left or right. And then, now you know, this come back in three days. Three days? All right. And you're not doing anything there except clicking a button and then waiting for three days. Just there, don't want you to have everything all at once. No, but there's no interaction in there's my point. There's no interaction. Now, personally, I think you should have levels to your order hall and your class hall. That way, as you level up, you have access to those different talents, not time. But I see what you mean. Yeah. Neither here nor, nor there. All you right. still wait. Professions also have a gate built in. What's that? Well, there's a, there's a daily cooldown. Oh, yeah. You can't. Yeah, there's like transmutes and other yeah. things and certain chemical or like alchemy's got certain things you only do. And There's that. There's also the fact that you have to wait for some item to drop to be able to continue on that skill. Well, that's the RNG one in there. Yeah. Yeah, I just got that uh, as uh, one of my characters is a, uh, a skinner. And I was skinning something on, on Argus, and it's like, oh, I found a new thing. Okay, cool. I can't do anything with that now. Now I need to go back to the Vindicar and go turn that in so I can learn how to do that. Because apparently I can't read whatever I just got, which is kind of weird. But, yeah, that's kind of getting behind RNG to, to progress in that level. To learn a new recipe or learn a new trait on how to skin or mine or do something like that. And then, of course, the uh, daily or weekly lockout. Oh, man. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but I recall back in Wrath of the Lich King, I used to get the thing that told me I had done enough dungeons for the day. And I couldn't do any more dungeons. Really? Yeah. I don't ever remember doing that. Yeah. I used to run like a lot of dungeons during <laughs> during wrath towards the end because like, I wasn't. No, you're done. Yeah, That's I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't really raiding then, and so okay, not much to do else. I've done all the quest lines. I might as well just do dungeons. So I wonder if that's before they made the change where now you get a really good reward for the first dungeon of the day, and then after that, it's just an okay reward. Yeah, diminishing rewards as you go on. So it's more efficient just to do one a day. So that part of it's kind of an implied gating. Yeah, they're, they're enticing you to do at least one, but if you want to do more, well, okay, you can. Yeah, not much benefit to it, though. And then the raid lockouts keeps people from getting way ahead than the rest of the player base. 
Yeah, you don't want to continue doing a raid just to do the raid. So you're not going to be able to loot a boss. You can still run in there, I think. I'm pretty sure you can still go in on a raid. You're just not going to be able to loot anything. So if you wanted a raid just to raid with, like, friends or whatnot, yeah, knock yourself out. You're not going to get loot again. Can't loot that boss for, what, another week, isn't it? That's yeah. right, yeah. Which, if you could continually do that, then you would have the opportunity to get your gear way, well, your, your, or your level, I guess, way up there. Or a farm. I mean, can you imagine if there was no lockout and you wanted to go look for Ashes of Alar? Yeah. You could just do that over and over, over and over again. You can run it 200 times in a day. They should just take that off just for me so I can go get ashes <laughs> so you can quit holding it above my head. <laughs> well, it flies. That's where it goes. Uh, how? <laughs> and then they implemented bad joke gating. <laughs> nah, in serious, what one of the other gates they use is reputation gating where they lock a lot of cool rewards or the ability to buy things or titles or mounts or access to areas all behind reputation. And back in the day, they gave us a way to kind of hurry that along by allowing us to wear the tabards and dungeons and whatnot. And then they went, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So they took that away. Now you have to do world quests to increase your reputation. Thanks, Blizzard. We don't have dailies with the world quest. No more dailies. <laughs> but you get some cool stuff. Mounts and uh, access to the quartermasters who have a lot of cool things. Yeah, I feel like they don't rely on this as heavily as they used to. I'll tell you what's odd, though, is Conjurer Margos. He is over on the island that's fighting near Dalaran. Yeah, the, fisherman. the fish guy, yeah. So there's a lot of items that you can buy from him using the conjured mana as currency but he won't let you buy it unless you've already given him the conjured mana to increase your rep with him okay uh you find that weird yes okay you have you ever met a fisherman like irl fisherman uh my papa used to fish okay your papa don't count in this example <laughs> okay then no they're not going to tell you all their secrets or sell you or do business with you or anything until they really, really trust you. And I have to give them stuff for free for them to trust me? That's just how they're gaining trust in the game. But if you were a fisherman, if you're buying that fisherman, I don't know, beverage or lunch or dinner or sharing Look, some information. It. But it's it's like, hey, I got this cool little bobber thing. It's $20. Okay. You're like, cool. Yeah. You have to give me $1,000, though, before I like you enough to sell you this thing for $20. Yeah. That's, that's the concept of it. Yeah. So, remember, you, were, you got all those little cool bobbers. I got some of them. I thought you got them all. I just got all of them. Well, like, I, th like, I got all the ones that drop from the fishing. Okay, yeah, like he four sells of a bunch. them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, but the ones you can get randomly, they're like four or five or six, whatever they are. And I made the comment, like, yeah, I'm not going to get those. And then got him the next weekend. <laughs> Just went over yeah. there. And I'm like, oh, well, they all drop pretty fast. Yeah. But I see your point. It is a, um, it doesn't seem like a fair trade. You give them a thousands of one thing is to get a little. Yeah. 20. I like that. 20 thing bobber. Blizzard tends to put things behind gear. The gear gate thing. So your gear level needs to be a certain number. 
or else you can't get into certain raids or you can't get into certain dungeons or versions of those raids or dungeons. Your gear level is just too low. And it's another way to time gate things because how do you get better gear by running more things and what are you going to get? You'll get the chance of something to drop. If it doesn't drop, what do you need to do? Run that again. When can you run it again? Not today because you're locked. So it's an, another way to artificially time gate something by gear locking it. Remember valid points back in uh, Mr. Pandaria? You would go run a dungeon. You would get valid points as a reward. You would get them off of bosses, raids. You get more. Oh, that's right, yeah. And that was like a currency that you could go use to upgrade your gear or get better gear. And that was just like another look. This thing cost five thousand valor points, and I'm getting twenty at a time. There's a limit to how many much. There was a limit to how much you can get in a week. Yes, yeah, you get valor capped. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. You, then after you get valor capped, there's literally no point to go run a dungeon. It, you'd serve you nothing. So they got rid of that, which was kind of nice. But they kind of have it back now. Just in a slightly different form. Yeah, in different places too, like your time walking tokens. You know, that that's another currency that you get by doing something to go spend somewhere else. Which is another form of gating now that they've put up for us. They've given us this rotating content. You can pet battle, you can do PvP, you can do time walking. And it's cool content, but it's not always available to us. And there's cool rewards you get from doing those, but they're not always available to us. So they're gating that availability to those resources by allowing those things to happen certain weeks. They level gate stuff. You just experienced this while you were leveling your shaman. You couldn't do, you could do part of a invasion, but you can do this scenario at the end of the invasion. Yeah, and my artifact knowledge was capped too. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's weird. I didn't know that. Well, they made it account wide now. So when I was 109, I had a quest in my order hall. I had missions in my order hall to go get an item that would give me 100 artifact power. Nice. Well, as soon as I hit 110, now all of a sudden that same mission was giving me 350,000. So for me, there is no point in doing those missions. You know, the order hall resources is the same, no matter what level I am. But 100 artifact power ain't nothing. It would have been the first time I was leveling. But knowing that the numbers would just blow up as soon as they hit 110, there's no point. No, you might as well wait a little bit. Now, one of my favorite gatings of all time was Isle of Thunder. Isle of Thunder, if you remember was gated by the amount of dailies your faction was doing. So each segment of the island was unlocked by faction and then region-wide based on the total number of dailies that were completed. And this was done over five stages. So the first stage, you landed on the, on the shore and you had to complete some PvE dailies in three locations. That gave us access to the shore of uh, Isle of Thunder. Then you built your onshore bases, and then that was number two. And you had a choice then of doing PvE or PvP dailies. Then we had to tear down a wall, which gave us access to a PvE daily hubs. Then in stage four, we unlocked the Thunderforge and the Lightning Vein Mines, uh, which that uh, blacksmiths were really happy about. 
And then uh, stage five, finally, we got to unlock the Storm Sea Landing, which allowed players to complete several rares and achievements were available to us on the island. And then once they were complete, we were able to get to the world bosses like Nalik and had another uh, way to get into uh, the Throne of Thunder. We got the portal to, for us. And that was kind of cool because it wasn't just you doing something. It was people and people were like, come on, guys, let's go. We have to beat the Alliance. We need to do better than the Horde or look, this server's already got theirs unlocked. We're falling behind. What's going on? I liked it. I kind of wish we would have gotten more of that. But at the same time, there are probably more people who disliked that. Because as somebody who might have had more time in their hands is going, I've done my part. I've done all the dailies I can possibly do to get this thing unlocked. Everybody else is slacking. And now I am being punished for their inequities. So maybe that's why they didn't go back to that one. It's hard to feel a sense of camaraderie with people you don't know. This is very true. Like if it was your guild unlocks such and such, you know, you can rally everyone in your guild. You feel a connection there. You don't necessarily feel a connection to all of your own faction on your own server. Not really. You get to know them sometimes, but you may not have that connection to them. But but you might in your guild. It's hard to make that artificially. Which I really wanted them to have more. I thought the guild levels would be more of a thing than they are, you know? Yeah. Guild rewards and guild leveling I thought would be more than it is. So, Frank, what do you think of the reasons behind Blizzard putting these gates in for us? The cynic in me says, so people don't just pay for one month of WoW, do all the stuff they can do, and then unsub. All right. Um, I like that. I know people who play opposite of that, where they unsub until the very, like, pretty much last couple months of the expansion, and then they come in and do everything because it's all unlocked for them. Oh, okay. So, I think I you kind of miss out on stuff. You do. Now, there are people who would exercise a complete lack of self-control and just jump into the content that was available to them and do everything they could possibly do. And we know people... They might die. They might. Well, people have, sadly. Yeah, if you don't don't sleep and you don't drink water and you drink energy drinks. Yeah, some people just can't control themselves. There's a theory going around that Blizzard is just protecting their player base from themselves. I think what's more likely is that they like to keep everybody on a similar playing field in that they don't want one person or group of people to get so far ahead of the rest of the group or so much farther ahead than someone who's just coming into the game that they would never be able to catch up. Interesting. Okay. You know, like if you had a month off, let's say like you broke your leg or something happened and you were just at home. <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's make it foot surgery for some reason. Okay. <laughs> I was supposed to have a month off. Yeah, so if you had like a month off and like you just played WoW, you would probably get way ahead of your friends. You'd have a much higher gear level than them, and they might not be able to ever catch up with you. And they try to make it so that everyone's kind of even. They remove barriers so that players who are coming in playing Legion for the first time now at patch 7.3 are able to catch up easily. So they don't want people to be too far ahead and they don't want people to be too far behind. Yeah, I noticed that with uh, my friend I've been playing with uh, the other night who had not played for a while and I was able to do things with them because they got caught up in like a day. I was like, yeah, that's kind of 
I like it, but on the other side, I didn't like it because it only took her a day to get caught up for something I've been working on for a while. <laughs> so I was like, huh, okay. So my theory is that they have to. They have to put these gates in. It's not something that they don't have the money to produce more content. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think the reason the gating is in there for time and all the other gates is because if it wasn't, then a percentage of the player base would complete every piece of available content and then be vocal about there being nothing to do. And in this day and age, you don't want that. I would rather have somebody complain about me being a little slow on new content delivery than there's nothing to do. I've done it all. So let us know what you guys think. Do you like the content gating? Do you not like the content gating? Do you think there's a better way to gate the content than the ones we've discussed? And what is your favorite instance in the game of content gating? Don't forget, we are on Facebook. That is HearthCast over on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. We'd love to have you come by and say hi to us on Twitter. I am at HearthCastFreck. And Root here is at HearthCastRoot. Freck, on our tunes, we've both made a recent guild change on both the Horde and Alliance side on our Horde and Alliance mains, respectively. And I'll be honest and candid that the move away from my Horde guild took a lot for me to do because I know the guild leader. We've met several times at BlizzCon. And even though the guild was doing absolutely nothing and only had a handful of people in it, I felt guilty about leaving. I felt guilty about leaving. I didn't want to do it. I still wanted it there be a level of success in that guild. But I came to the realization that I wasn't achieving the goals I needed to achieve and having the fun I needed to be having because there was nobody in the guild anymore. So I did a little research and moved myself into a new guild and immediately there was stuff going on, people doing things, and I invited you to it. You're in there. And it really makes a huge difference. And on our alliance side, I kind of hopped between a couple guilds and landed in a guild on our alliance tune that blew my mind. I had never experienced a social guild. I never experienced this level of management, I guess is the word I'm looking for. It's really put together well. It's structured well. I guess the structure is what I was looking for there instead of management. They have days in this alliance guild that people just farm for guild bank mats. And then once all the mats are done in the guild bank, then the top people who have all the top recipes for their top professions go in and make the top recipes that they can make, whatever they can make that's the top of the line. And those are available for all the guildies. And then they have other things. They have ladies night. I guess I'll never go to that one. Nope. But they have ladies' night. I can't tell you what goes on there. <laughs> it's like there's that in the ladies' restroom. I'll never know what you guys talk about. <laughs> but it was, it's this level of doing things and inclusive things. And I, I, I think it's great you guys have ladies' night. I really do. I think that's super cool. In that Alliance Guild, they were running a Mythic Plus 7, I believe it was. 
And they're like, hey, Dark Rose got to my alliance druid. They're like, you want to come with us? I'm like, I'm like, I level like 830. I'm not going to know. Like, we didn't ask you that. We asked you if you want to come with us. I was like, I would say yes, but I'm not going to be doing it. They're like, we don't care. Come on. We got this. I'm like, it's a plus seven. We know. We know. Relax. <laughs> this, we got this. I'm like, okay. And I got some cool upgrades out of there, too. So I was like, Very this nice. is great. Yeah. World of Warcraft is a social game. It is better with friends. There's a Pew Research study, and what they said was that playing online video games helps 78% of teens feel more connected to those that they already know, and 52% of those also reported feeling closer to friends who they only know online. So 78% of those kids surveyed feel closer to the people that they know IRL because they're playing with them. And over half of them feel close to the people they've never met before because they've made those meaningful connections in the game or they deepen those connections in the game. Do you think this probably extends to adults too? I, I really do. Uh, per, personally, I think yes, because of my personal experience, we have a Blizzard meetup group that we do once a month. Recently, both uh, the Horde side, we have Horde side and Alliance side. They're all mixed together for a meal. It's no big deal. But here recently, we've been doing a horde night on Wednesday nights to so go do whatever you want to do on your horde tunes. And then every other Friday or once a month Friday type thing, we get to do that on the Alliance side and get drug in with a guy who's like mythic raiding and he drugs everybody. He doesn't drug anybody. He drags us <laughs> through things <laughs> on his mythic raiding tank. And it's, it's just awesome. We're having a great time. It's all fun. And because of that, I think our meetup group is actually getting... Uh, better and closer bonds. There's more jokes we tell and everything else. We'll never form a guild. That ain't going to happen. Because you see, you, you know, here's the thing. You ain't got no guild drama if you ain't got no guild. <laughs> All right. So we yeah, ain't got no yeah. guild drama because we ain't got no guild. And it's okay to, with, with, with all the, uh, the, the cross um, realm. realm, thank you. With all the cross realm stuff going on, it doesn't matter where you're at. So it's pretty cool. I am now uh, down to one child living at home. My son is in college, and my daughter is a senior in high school. One of my goals is to get my wife to play either WoW, Diablo, or Hearthstone, one of the three. And it usually gets met with uh, a staunch no. <laughs> you know, I can, don't even entertain the idea. The other night, she said, you know, once both the kids are in college, this might be something I may want to look into. Which one? She said, wow. Okay. And I didn't say anything, but I'm a little reluctant on that one. I would rather her get a more of an introduction in either Hearthstone or Diablo. But wow would be fun too. Yeah, I can't turn the difficulty settings down in wow. No, you can't. With my luck, she'd out DPS me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting study. You know, we, we get a lot of horror stories about meeting people on the internet. Because part of this was feeling closer to friends who they only knew online. And, you know, you always want to be aware that you might not really know the person. They might be pretending to be something that they aren't. But that being said, it's overall, you know, a good thing to meet people even if you haven't met them before. It's a good thing to make friends even with people that you might not ever meet in real life. 
I think Discord has, or any other type of voice chatting service, has eliminated a lot of the, yes, my name is Susie, type things. You know? <laughs> uh, it That layer of anonymity is kind of uh, pulled back when you're able to voice chat with somebody. Streaming with cameras on people has also brought that curtain down as well. And then, of course, meetups, it all goes away. And then you really know, get to know the people, even if, only, if it's only a couple hours a month, you get to know them. Elizabeth Gate, who is the associate director and professor at the Center for Games and Impact at Arizona State University, had the following to say. Studies have shown that many players establish very positive and close relationships with each other. In some cases, players use online games as a way to have fun with friends and family they also see in the real world or with other players whom they would never have the chance to meet otherwise. We've heard a lot of uh, stories about father and son or parent and child, mother, daughter, siblings, entire families gaming together, even playing WoW together. And it's always really cool to me when that happens. My son is a very avid Overwatch player. I'm not so good at Overwatch, but I'll play Overwatch when I see him online. We'll play a couple rounds together, and it's, it's fun. He makes fun of me. That's, I think that's empowering for him. <laughs> uh, rightfully so. It, it's too twitchy for me. It's too fast reaction time for me. And I don't have uh, my controls mapped the way I like them to be mapped. We've also played a little bit of Diablo together, and that's always fun. And it's just a way to connect within a family or friends that really makes that gaming that much better. You were telling me just the other day, Frank, that uh, you were getting kind of bored with World of Warcraft. And I had a hard time processing that. And I was like, how can you be getting bored? Oh, wow, there's so much stuff to do. And that's when I started realizing you weren't bored of WoW. You were bored of not having anybody to do something with in WoW. So I got you invited to those two guilds. Yeah, and that helped. And that was also before the patch, though. Yeah, things kind of stagnated a little bit before then. They, they I, tend think to it, do that. I think it does color your perception of stuff when you have people to play with in a good way. Oh, 100%. I 100% agree with you. I have a theory that whenever you see someone who is writing an article for any of the uh, online magazines or websites out there that complain about a certain patch being the worst patch ever for Blizzard. The theory that I have is that those particular people don't have good friends to play with. And they probably don't have good friends to play with because they're very subjective about how they're playing the game. They're looking for any little thing to give them an article to write about. So they nitpick. And then they lose their friends and then they're like, oh, this is the worst expansion ever. And it's Blizzard's fault, not mine. And then they go on a rant about it. And you're like, you're missing the point. In Hearthstone, they just released a mode for Fireside Gatherings where your entire Fireside Gathering goes up against the Lich King. And he has an incredible health pool. I don't know the number, but it's, it's giant. It's a very large health pool. Insurmountable, some might say. But you have your entire tavern going up against him. So if one person looks at it and goes, man, you know what? I don't really feel like banging my head against that wall for the next hour. But you know, if you have like 15, 20 people doing it, that might be kind of fun because you all get to share in that pain. And it becomes a thing that you're all doing. There are some tasks in 
World of Warcraft there can be monotonous. World Quest, doing them over and over again, the same ones, after a while, like, uh, we gotta go get Dadgar's poop or coins out of the poop again. Doing this thing again. But if you're with friends and you're talking about it the entire time or talking about who knows what while you're going around gathering coins out of poop, it makes it more fun. So I guess the moral of what we're saying here is WoW is more fun with friends. And life's too short not to play WoW with a good guild. So make sure you're in the right guild that shares your same objectives, whether it's in-game raiding or just being social. Make that move if you're not. Go to meetups, meet other people in real life, share a meal, get to know them, do stuff with them. It makes everything that much better. Folks, as Freck mentioned at the top of the show, we have revamped our entire Patreon page. We got some pretty cool levels of rewards that we're going to be giving out. We want to go over those really quick with you. We have what we call the rare level. And in the rare level, you're going to get access to an additional podcast on the Patreon site that Freck and I are going to do about twice a month. Completely unscripted. We'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about. We have the epic level. That's going to be a live video feed, probably on Twitch, from here in the studio. Which means you get to see and hear things as they happen, live and unedited. Uh, basically, you get to hear me making a fool out of myself a lot more than, <laughs> than, I do, than you hear that makes it to the, the final cut here. And then it's our legendary level. And that's going to get you access to the Hearthcast loot chest. Which means one member of the legendary level every month is going to receive a prize. A reward. Something out of our Hearthcast loot chest that we have. So for all the details, head over to patreon.com forward slash EIPS. That's for the Excellence in Podcast Studios. And get the rest of the details there on how you can support us and gain access to those cool rewards. Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. So, hey, Frick. <laughs> hey, Rick. <laughs> How are you? Hungry. So, uh, hungry. Yeah, we're here at the uh, Korean restaurant, um, close to the studio. And uh, they have power, which is good. Not everybody in Orlando has power, or Florida, for that matter, has power yet. So, we just uh, we made it to Hurricane Irma. How, uh, how'd you make out in that? Well, I spent two days without power, which wasn't very fun. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I went out on a Sunday night at 8. So it was already dark outside when it went out. So, you know, you did the whole trying to gather all your candles together by flashlight. Oh, you didn't do that before? No. I mean, I kind of knew where stuff was. But oh, okay. the thing is, we have so many of these times where they say a hurricane is coming. Yeah. And then it dissipates. So you cry you know? wolf. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm right downtown, and typically that area doesn't lose power very often. True. If it does, usually it kind of blips and comes back on. So I really wasn't expecting. Mm. Um, the last time we had a warning, though, uh, I did buy a bunch of canned food. So I had some canned food. Good. 
And I have candle just because I like to light candles. Yeah. So I had that. And you made brownies? Uh, that was the day before. Okay. This was on Saturday when it was just kind of gloomy outside. Yeah, you know, I think that's what does it. People like, it's a, a thing to make hurricane pastries, brownies, pies, yeah. cakes. And I think it is because when you're in that anticipating mode and things are kind of gloomy outside, it's just a comfort. It's gloomy outside. Another thing was, I had all day that Saturday booked. And everything, <laughs> everything got was canceled. canceled. Yep. So we had nothing to do. We were just watching TV. And I was like, you know what? I can make some brownies. Yeah, we and had. They, I, I don't mean to make a jealous or anything, but they okay. were fantastic. Oh. They're super fudgy. Ooh. I found the recipe from uh, King Arthur, you know, who makes the flour. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, there's a brand of flour called King, King Arthur. Arthur. Anyway, so I went to that brand's website and found a recipe for fudgy brownies. Nice. And were they fudgy? Oh, my goodness. Were they fudgy? They were very fudgy. Fudgy? Fudgy brownies? Fudgy brownies. They were gone <laughs> by <laughs> Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. so That's they, what happens. They did not make it to the hurricane. We had hurricane cookies is what we made. Uh-huh. Like a bunch of them. Like the most chocolate chip cookies I've seen in, in our household in a long time. Yeah. And uh, I think we were done with them by Sunday night as well. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, nothing. So no. we, we didn't lose power. Yeah. Did you have any kind of damage to your house? No, not really. Um, we were lucky that also the cars didn't get hit. Yeah, you have a lot of trees around your house. I do, yeah. And they're old trees. And old trees. I did notice uh, a few days later that one of the letters on my car... Uh, you know that says the the model. Yeah. It had slid down. Oh no, that's <laughs> kind weird. Of scratched a path into the car, so I was a little sad about that, but yeah. it wasn't well, a big deal. That'll buff out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't lose any power at our house. Uh, we lost the fence around our backyard. Well, we didn't lose it. It, just, it fell over, and uh, it's a wooden fence, kind of called wooden privacy fences. And um, most of the beams that supported that are in the ground snapped with the wind. They were kind of, it's okay. been a while. It's old. It's been uh, since Charlie's at least a decade, maybe. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things that the wooden fence like that, they can last a lifetime. But if not, not usually in Florida with our hurricane no, weather no. and whatnot. But you weren't able to play at all. You had no internet. No, I didn't have didn't have power. Um, and Monday was the worst day because we were without power and there was a curfew out. There's a whole bunch of damage. Uh, most of it wasn't that bad. It was just, you know, you, there's trees and branches and, you know, a whole bunch of debris just all around the streets. Power lines. Power well, lines down. Yeah. So they had... Traffic signals out. So they had a curfew until 6. And I had heard that Wawa, which is, if you don't have one near you, it's a gas station convenience store that makes their own coffee drinks that rival Starbucks and yeah, their own, their own hoagies that rival other hoagie places. Yeah. It's kind of like a racetrack, but nicer. Yeah, so I got it in my head that we were going to go to Wawa since the curfew's over. Because sure. I was hot, you know, fill up my tumbler with yeah. some ice, you know, get a coffee drink because can't make coffee and don't have power. That's true. And start uh, driving around and there's nothing open. Really? The Wawa I thought was open was not. Drove a little further, found one that was open, but there was a line of people out the door wrapped around the building <laughs> just to get inside. Oh, wow. So not like, the cars parked. These people lined up. Yeah, exactly. Wow. This is a little ridiculous. So we went a little farther and uh, saw that a little Caesars was open. 
got excited, turned yeah, in. It was yeah. not open. No, they just the light was on. I guess they had left the light on before the power, the power went off. <laughs> and no one did a little chain thing, so the little neon yeah. open sign was, was on in the window. I so we ended up just going home empty-handed. Almost got uh, hit on the way home because uh, some of the traffic lights were out. Yeah. And people, people don't understand. They don't. No. They don't. Um, I had a, several issues with how our local media uh, handled everything. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of unnecessary FUD. In other words, they're spreading fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And they just get people hyped up about stuff and really sending false information. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple news reports that I saw that claimed that, that the hurricane was going to hit Orlando. I mean, even after all the data that I was looking at said it was going to you know, go up the left or the west coast. No, it's coming straight for Orlando. It's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> where? What model is it's it's kind of like, yeah we have the spaghetti models that the look at all the computer uh, data and they say well it could do this it could do that and I think some of these stations would find the one track that had to go through Orlando and that's that's what it's going to do let's 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 go with that yeah. story so we can put more eyeballs and sell more ads but I. I think that the flip side of that is that some people will act stupidly unless they're scared. You know, and they and they do put a curfew in place for a reason. That's because the lights are out, there's debris. I don't and think anybody paid attention. I, I saw people out in the in there the. Were, there were people out, but yeah, no one paid attention. But the thing is, there it's there for a reason. So if you don't scare people, if you don't you know communicate that hey, this is dangerous, yeah. people aren't going to do anything differently. And they said they'd arrest you. They said and they, they would arrest you. They arrested you. 11 people. Wow, look at that. Well, good for them. <laughs> so I was like, it was the loudest hurricane I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, however, apparently I didn't have a problem sleeping <laughs> through this. I, I would get up. My wife had a hard time sleeping through it. And me, apparently. <laughs> because I would get up about every hour in the hour, go check things, and then come back and go right back to bed. Yes, sir. You should be very jealous. Oh, that looks good too. So when she would, or when I would get up, I would go check on things, look out, look out the back door, and see how the backyard was doing. And I'd come back after five minutes, look around, and right back to bed, fall (laughs) fall right back to sleep. And uh, she couldn't sleep like the entire Aww. night so she had to wait till the storm passed which was about four or five o'clock in the morning before okay. she finally got to sleep so our lunch just arrived it did this is korean barbecue this is some awesome korean barbecue and uh, i got that stone bowl you listen to the sizzle <laughs> should be i touch it no it's hot that's okay. why it's sizzling oh <laughs> we didn't say don't touch it 